Hey, Ross. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Are you ready to know everything? Teach me, teach me, teach me. Okay. Let's get this show on the road. Today, I'm going to tell you something that will help you defend people, make a good argument, or even just get a popsicle if you want one. Sounds great. Well, I'm going to teach you a way to convince people. A way. That will help people better sympathize with you, and therefore a way that will help people be more willing to give you what you want. Wow, this sounds a little bit evil, but tell me more, and I'll see how I feel at the end of it. And if it's evil for me, I guess it can be good. <laughs> so how I do this is really the trick is to describe. Okay, describe. Yes, like one time. I was going to have a sleepover with my best friend Sylvie. I remember this. And we were planning to stay up till twelve o'clock. We'd stay up all night till midnight. Exactly. And when I tell mom that I want to stay up till midnight, she says, "Wow, that's really late." Then she talks to Sylvie's mom, and she says a little while later, "Hey, Rosa, Sylvie's mom and I have decided." That you and Sylvie can stay up till ten o'clock at night. I was so mad, so I ran down to Sylvie and I go, "Sylvie, they want to stay up till ten." And she goes, "What can we do?" And I go, "I'm gonna convince them." <laughs> well, so how'd you convince us? Well, I went up to mom and I go, "Mom, I'd really like to stay up till twelve." Because it would be so fun, I would love to take a quick glance at my black alarm clock, and press the button so it shines neon blue, and see that it's twelve o'clock, and then me and Sylvie could throw up our hands and shout loudly, "Hooray!" And then we could both celebrate with a Taylor Swift dance party. Hmm. And how'd that work on Mom? Mom. Was nodding, her eyebrows raised sympathetically. It's like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, "Hmm, what do you think, Dad?" And you go, "Sounds fine to me." And I run back downstairs. I'm very happy, and I stayed up twelve, twelve with Sylvie. Now I, it's all coming back to me now that you're saying it. I do remember that moment when you started describing the alarm clock, and all of a sudden I could see this black clock. With these blue numbers on it, one, two, zero, zero, and I was in that moment, and it just seemed carefree and full of joy, and I wanted to make it happen after all. So I see your point about detail. You made it come to life. Yes, and I find that helps a lot because when you do that, people can see it from your side of view, and they can sympathize, and then they can see. Oh, maybe that's not so bad after all. Or, oh, maybe I should get her a popsicle. Hmm. Well, I'll try to use more details next time I'm trying to convince someone and let them enter the scene and moment with me. I like that. Tell a good story, and people will want to be a character with you in the story. Yep. And people will want that character to succeed, even if that character happens to be you. Yes. 
Great Popsicle, here I come. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, what is it? It is called The Summer Day by Mary Oliver. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand. Who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms, and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed. How to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is your plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Wow. Do you want to read it? I'd love to. The Summer Day by Mary Oliver Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand. Who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do? with your one wild and precious life. Wow. What does she say she does instead of pray in this poem? She pays attention. She listens. She notices small things. In this case, half the poem is about noticing one grasshopper, right? Yes, with her jaws that move back and forth instead of up and down. That's right. What is her way to be blessed, to live a fulfilling life? To notice the small things, to be idle and have joy and lie in the grassy fields and observe things like one small grasshopper. Do you ever fall down in the grass? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say fall down. I just do a headstand and then I tumble over. What do you think her question means? At the end, what is it you plan to do 
with your one wild and precious life? Well, everybody does something different with it. I think she means you have this one life. You have this one shot. You have this one precious, crazy thing of life. But you really choose what you do with it. And it's good to ask and stop and think every once in a while. Am I doing what I want to do? Yep. Exactly. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I have a vexing question that was submitted to us by listener Zach. Okay. What's the vexing question? Zach's vexing question is, how does recycling work? We put out our recycling. It gets picked up and taken to the recycling center. What happens from there? Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to do some research and get back to you. I'm back. And I have the answer to your question. The process for recycling is different with different things. Here are a few of them. Paper. Paper is taken to a recycling plant where it is separated into different types and grades. Then it is washed with soapy water to remove inks, glue, staples, and all that stuff. It is then mixed with water to create a slurry. By adding different materials to the slurry, you can make office paper, cardboard, new cards, whatever you want. Plastic. Plastics are sorted by color and type. They are then filtered and melted into fibers or pellets. Then you can use them for all sorts of crazy things. Sometimes you can even make couches out of them. Plastic couches could be in my own home. <laughs> you never know. Last but not least, metal. When metals are recycled, they get chopped up, then heated to remove the paint. They are then heated again to melt the plastic covering and mixed. After that, the melted metal is made into ingots, which are rolled into flat sheets and ready to be made into brand new metal products. What an amazing process. And there's so much time and energy and ingenuity involved. It's remarkable. I should be thankful for recycling and I guess also mindful of how much energy goes in even to recycle something so better to reuse or not have to use in the first place if I can. I think that's so true. Thanks, Zach. If you have a vexing question, please email it to us or post it as a comment in an Apple podcast review. know everything was produced by me rossa smith and him jeremy smith and the amazing music was by furniture please rate review and share the show and please tune in next time for everything you need to know